0: I know you can relate to the following scenario of today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Heike Yates and welcome. So picture this. Everything is set for good night's sleep. Tonight is going to be one of those nights where you really sleep well. So you cuddle with your blanket, you get super comfortable and almost instantly fall asleep. Somewhere in the middle of the night, your eyes pop wide open, and you are wide awake. You may have to go to the bathroom, but you promise yourself that you fall asleep right away. Big pinky swear. Then you wonder, why am I not sleeping well? Did I eat too late? Was my meal too big? I had anything to do at all with my eating habits, but how you eat and how and when you fast totally impacts the sleep more than you realize and this is our topic for today and how intermittent fasting can improve your sleep quality but before we dive in i want you to get your hands if you are new to intermittent fasting and you're a new listener and you says oh intermittent fasting that sounds interesting i want you to get your hands on my quick cheat sheet on how to start intermittent fasting at HeikeYates.com, and I will leave a link in the show notes so you can get your free quick start cheat sheet to intermittent fasting. So let's dive into today's episode about intermittent fasting and sleep. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength to lead a vibrant life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of women over 50 around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable and sustainable. So you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring women who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I know you can relate to that not sleeping business at night because since we started menopause, even perimenopause, it's oftentimes really hard to get a good night's sleep. We're dealing with the night sweats, or just being restless in the middle of the night for no apparent reason. And my husband says, well, stop thinking about stressy stuff. And I'm going, well, I'm not, I just can't sleep. I woke up and I'm wide awake at three in the morning and then I'm literally counting down to 10 over and over. I'm twiddling my thumbs, then I need to change position. And I'm planning my day because what else are you going to do at three in the morning? I know that many of you feel that same way. And when I started intermittent fasting, I found that my sleep quality improved. Of course, everybody is different. But when I looked at intermittent fasting and menopause and the connection and then the connection to sleep, I found that my quality of sleep was higher since I changed my diet around to a higher protein and non-processed carbohydrates. So mainly vegetables instead of bread or um, definitely not cookies. So something that is also lower in sugar. And that has made a big change in my sleeping health and also sleeping pattern. Do I still wake up sometimes and twiddle my thumbs? Of course I do. And there is no magic bullet to make us sleep really well, but I want to explore today the connection between intermittent fasting and how it can improve your sleep quality. So let's first talk about the benefits of intermittent fasting because they really tie in closely with how we sleep. So intermittent fasting is very popular right now. And the benefits of intermittent fasting, we also call it now time-restricted feeding. So that's a term that recently in the last year or so started changing it to time-restricted feeding. So if you hear time-restricted feeding, it is intermittent fasting. So the benefits of intermittent fasting go from weight loss, weight loss, improving your health, uh, promoting body fat loss, super important for us women uh, that are in menopause. Intermittent fasting simplifies meals. It does boost energy and reduces inflammation in the gut lining. And when you're thinking of, okay, menopause, estrogen levels decrease, we're oftentimes dealing with digestive issues, with bloating, and not being able to digest certain foods during and after that period. So, if you want to know more about how intermittent fasting helps you in midlife or over 50, I leave a link in the show notes for my post called The Five Amazing Ways Intermittent Fasting Helps You in Midlife. Now, studies also have shown that intermittent fasting helps with cellular repair, and that is where the healing of the gut lining comes in. But Interesting fact is, that also happens when we sleep, and that's what we're interested in today, that our gut is healing, we're sleeping better, less disturbed sleeping, and better sleep health. But let me tell you too, that intermittent fasting is not for everybody. We think, okay, anybody can fast, but that is not true. Pregnant women, children, or those that are at risk with hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar, these people, I believe, should not fast to begin with. But you definitely, if you're planning on fasting, I would love you to consult your doctor first. And just in general, if you want to start fasting and you have other health risks that I haven't mentioned today, please check with your doctor first and see if it's right for you. Now, what eating habits could disturb our sleep? I have three that I oftentimes come across in my groups and courses that I teach. Number one is eating a large meal can prevent you from going to sleep. That means you stay awake for a long time because your tummy is busy digesting the food you ate. Also, with a large meal it affects how well we sleep and how much REM, or deep sleep, you get. It is interesting with the foods that we eat, how that all ties together, because now your body is forced to digest, and it's really busy down there doing its thing, zipping around with enzymes, as I like to call, and you're trying to go to sleep at the same time. So this is not a good scenario. And number two would be, eating too close to bedtime and I or we my husband and I we usually eat around seven o'clock that's our sweet spot because then we go to bed at 10 and our body had time to absorb all the nutrients digest and put it wherever it's going to the liver or other spots in your uh, system but you already know you've heard it for years technically you should wait for three hours after a high carbohydrate meal. So think about it in the form of a big bowl of pasta with tomato sauce. So three hours is the recommended digestive time, let's call it that way, until you go to sleep. So, like my like I said, we're eating dinner at seven and then we go to bed at ten, and your body is done with the big work. And now it's time for you to go to sleep and focus on your sleep. Number three would be late night snacking. For people that just have to have something after dinner, that say, oh, I ate at seven, and I'm not going to bed till midnight or one in the morning at 10 o'clock, Maybe your sweet spot for the snack. And this greatly disrupts your sleep pattern and your digestive pattern. So again, instead of your body resting and your gut healing, it is now digesting. And again, this pattern disrupts your sleep. Now, one of the things is when we're starting out with intermittent fasting, we recommend that you start out that you fast when you sleep. So you eat your dinner at 7.00 you uh, go to sleep at 10 and then you sleep till let's say 8 in the morning yes it counts as fasting and this is one of the easiest ways for beginners to start fasting because you just sleep and your body naturally fasts because you sleep so you're not waking up at night saying oh I need to have a bag of chips or a bar of chocolate you're just sleeping so take advantage of your internal clock and align your fasting with it. So if you are a late night person, eat a little later and shift your fasting windows to fit your lifestyle. Now there's some great science about fasting and sleep out there. And some studies show that restricting eating to eight or two hour, uh, two eight to twelve hour windows can help us maintain a healthy body weight, very important, and avoid high blood sugar. When our blood insulin levels spike, we feel those cravings. Talk about the sugar cravings. I have a sugar craving. So if you fast, you reduce the spike in insulin levels, but also you create insulin resistance And somebody with diabetes, regardless of the nutrient breakdown of the food we eat in those windows, will benefit from fasting. But again, uh, if you're diabetic, you want to put your windows so your uh, sugar levels stay stable. Now, intermittent fasting has also been found to strengthen your 24-hour circadian clocks, your internal clock just one of them, which is dominating your sleep. So if you're outside that that circadian uh, rhythm, you'll have a really hard time c- uh, com- combining food with sleep. So if your circadian clock is more synchronized, it is easier to fall asleep and staying asleep. And that way you feel so much more refreshed Refreshed on a regular basis. So you get up and you just feel great. And so all of this contributes to a healthy sleep and that affects all the entire system of your body. And you know, as we age, we want to feel and function at our best and not get up in the morning. And again, I know you can relate feel like a truck has hit you because you were not able to sleep or were not able to sleep deeply. And a combination of consistently good sleep helps us to protect our health over time. So imagine that you are never really sleeping. It will make you more susceptible to all kinds of diseases, uh, more prone to injury. So it's a slew of things that. It is important we do get really good sleep, and when you look at sleep, I know it's sometimes tough to come by, but we it can be done. So when you say, Heike, what is a circadian rhythm? That sounds like a big fancy word, right? The natural cycle of physical, mental, and behavior changes that the body goes through A 24 hour cycle. This is what's called the circadian rhythm. So, a natural cycle of physical, mental, and behavior changes that the body goes through in a 24 hour cycle. And this cycle is mostly affected by light and darkness. So, some people that I know can only sleep in uh, rooms that are completely blacked out with blackout blinds and at a really low uh, room temperature at 68, which is way too cold for me. Um, And this rhythm is controlled by a small area in the middle of the brain. So the brain is picking up what's going on here. So an example of that would be uh, a sleep-wake cycle where you wake up, you go to sleep at normal hours. At like You go to bed at 10, you wake up at 8 and you feel rested. Or the menstrual cycle is a very good example as well that you're menstruating at certain times but you're not at others. And so this is a circadian rhythm example that you might be able to relate to. So, let's talk about what happens to your sleep when you fast regularly. Well, like with anything else, if you practice something over and over, your body adapts to the new schedule and so does your circadian rhythm. It becomes more pronounced, so it adapts to it in a very good way. As we talked about earlier, is uh, intermittent fasting causes insulin levels to drop and the melatonin levels to rise. So think of it as your turkey dinner. This is where um, after your turkey meal on Thanksgiving, you feel really tired because we ate all this turkey. And melatonin is in turkey. And melatonin is also comes out of the bottle. Some people take it to help them sleep. Um, I've tried it and I found that melatonin out of the bottle does not do anything for me, but everybody is different. So I'd rather rely on something that's more natural for my body, meaning that I'm focusing on what I eat and my sleep pattern. So melatonin is your body's primary sleep promoting hormone, and it can help you fall asleep and stay asleep longer now with intermittent fasting it also promotes the human growth hormone and this is one of the body's most important resources for repair while sleeping so a lot goes into sleeping well making sure you sleep well but practice sleep hygiene practice healthy eating habits Set your intermittent fasting rhythm to your circadian rhythm to help you promote better sleep quality. So on to the three strategies that help you improve your sleep while fasting. And number one is what I always say, always whatever we do here at Pursue Your Spark, is listen to your body. Every body is different. And our bodies react very differently in all aspects of life. When you exercise, the one person uh, gets sore from an exercise, the other person doesn't. One person is a natural runner, the other one isn't. Somebody builds muscles really quickly, somebody else doesn't. So we always have to tune in with our body. And that also means we have different fasting cycles and eating plans that fit our lifestyle. And intermittent fasting after sundown, means lights out, may help you sleep better, while other fasting windows, for instance, a water fast or a 12-hour fast, may not, which is a very different beast, as I like to call it. because. We're talking about much more advanced fasting strategies, and this is not what we're focusing on today. We're focusing on time restricted feeding. So sundown lights out is where we find better sleep. And just like anything else, sleep is just that individual. So I can't give you a blueprint of saying, all right, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock, you close your eyes, your blinds are down. You will be able to sleep if you're a night owl you won't. I love to get up early in the morning, so 10 o'clock is usually my bedtime and I'm totally okay with this. So you need to tweak your bedtimes and also the wake up times that you find the optimal sleep window for you, for yourself. And based on what you experience, you can fine tune your eating and your fasting routine based on the information that you collect. And in the four week lean out program, we have an accountability journal, which helps you stay on track and find out what fasting windows and approaches work best for you. So each week we're exploring a new intermittent fasting strategy and you choose that week. You go through and say, yeah, this is a better fasting strategy for intermittent fasting for my lifestyle. Or it is not. And in the journal, you write down everything that goes on from your sleep to your eating habits to your water drinking. And I'll leave a link for you in the show notes so you can take a look at the four-week lean-out program and see if it's right for you. And I just mentioned it, and that's number two, is staying hydrated. Now. I'm not talking about powering down 10, 12 cups of coffee during the day or sodas. So we're talking about plenty of hydration from waters, bubble waters, um, just non-sugary drinks or broth. That's the word I was looking for broth, chicken or vegetable broth are great hydration strategies as well. So you need to drink a lot during the day because you may get hungry when you're fasting, and especially when you start out. You will be hungry at times where you're thinking, oh, I should be eating, I I know, I'm hungry. Um, But sometimes it's just a matter of hydrating and not a matter of eating. because. The cool thing is that not only curbs hydration, our hunger, it also assists in mental focus and clarity, energy levels, and you guessed right, it promotes better sleep. So one thing to consider is when you're thinking, okay, if I drink a lot, I got to pee a lot. Okay, I get this, but listen to this even when you're mildly de- dehydrated you can get restless sleep because of a dehydrated mouth and nasal passages have you woken up at night to find out like you're completely parched and you're just like smacking the lips together trying to get some some salvation in your in your mouth and make it a little bit more fluid or leg cramps very common at our age when we're not properly Dehydrate. Uh, when you're not properly hydrated, you are dehydrated. So the solution is not to guzzle down an entire bottle of water just before you go, go to bed. That definitely sets you up for those nighttime trips to the bathroom. And this will disrupt your sleep. So instead, here's my super duper tip. Instead, make sure that you stay hydrated properly during the day. And what does it mean? You drink at least 11 to 15 glasses of water. So if you get a glass out or a coffee cup, because usually if you see me live in any video, I always have a coffee cup next to, or actually a teacup because I don't drink coffee, um, next to my computer. And I keep refilling it with herbal teas, which is another way to hydrate really well. So stay away from uh, caffeinated drinks because they're really tough on your gut lining and we don't need more aggravation with our gut. So yeah, herbal tea, but experiment with what works for you. I would just recommend don't drink too close to bedtime. And I ideally I stop about an hour before I go to sleep and I don't drink anything because I've learned that it's not good. And I keep going to the bathroom several times and that disrupts my sleep and number three is track your meals and as i said earlier about the turkey and the melatonin you want to find out what meals especially before dinner have a certain impact on how you sleep now i don't uh, suggest that you eat turkey every night before dinner or as a dinner um, very th- vary your diet, but write down, like today I ate um, salmon with steamed vegetables and maybe a little baguette on the side and I had two glasses of wine. That would be your dinner. Write down how you slept after that dinner. Did you wake up a lot? Did you, uh, were you restless? Did you wake up early? So think about these, these strategy that you definitely want to keep track for like two weeks. And you want to make sure that you look at it too and evaluate the sleep pattern. Because some people found, for instance, that tart jerry juice works wonders for them when they're sleeping. Others have found that eating salmon three times a week promotes better sleep here you have it again we're all so very different so start tracking just get a google docs out and start writing stuff down or in a on a piece of paper or a notebook whatever is your method of tracking stuff and write it down for two weeks not just for a few days because you're going through a different meal um approaches or meal thing meal plans that you're eating or that you shift your fasting window a little bit or weekend rolls around. So we are affected by what we eat, how we fast, and we need to figure out how that relates to the foods we eat. One thing is for sure. You don't want to go to bed hungry or stuffed because if you've gone to bed hungry, because you said, Oh, I'm one of those new year's diets. the only thing you can think about is what you eat next. If you're stuffed, the only thing you think about is, oh my God, somebody don't touch my stomach because it is so full. So avoid those two scenarios. But if you created an ideal fasting window for you, then you're in neither category because you don't go to bed hungry and you don't go to bed stuffed. So create your ideal fasting window and maintain a healthy diet during your non-fasting times. That means you're eating healthy, whole foods rich in fiber and plenty of vegetables, lean proteins like chicken or fish, or if you're a vegetarian, you pick from your protein sources as a vegetarian, and definitely healthy fats from nuts, seeds, and you know it was coming, avocado limit processed foods anything that's not in its natural state and sugars and ladies i gotta say it that includes wine there's a lot of sugar in wine and i know now we have wines out that there are organic that have um no pesticides and less sugar it still is sugar and if you really want to succeed with a lean out process You want to lose body fat. You want to feel energized. You don't need that much of wine or any of the processed food. I don't say don't, but limit it. So I encourage you to build a solid foundation for your health. And a fasted lifestyle will help you boost your energy throughout the day. And it'll help you sleep so much better. So tell me. What has worked for you? Shared with me on all my social media. I'm looking for it. I can't wait to hear about it. And with that, my friends, that was it for today at the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Please share this episode with anybody that might benefit from this sleep and intermittent fasting concept. And also, please leave a review on the Apple podcast. I would love it and more people will find the show. So with that, my friends, I'm out of here. Have an awesome, super fantastic day. Ciao.